Welcome to the Grace Church Conversations podcast, a weekly resource to help you apply Sunday to Monday. I'm Jared. And I'm Rob. What's up, man? Hey, what's up, Jared? Man, it's hot out there. It is hot. I was you would to know keep it more your, than I did. Well, I was trying to keep your advice from last week in mind of like, find a freezer, stick my head in it. I thought about that and I was like, that's not really helpful for you. You know, <laughs> like you don't have a freezer that you can just roll up to. Yeah, if I was carrying a freezer around with me, that would be really awesome, actually. But yeah, that would be cool. A huge waste of power. Did you take away anything that was helpful from last week's uh, suggestion other uh, than, oh, that's nice. That's a nice childhood memory, but that doesn't help at all. <laughs> no, I mean, you you uh, were talking about, um, well, I, I think the one that stuck with me most, honestly, was Caleb's advice of <laughs> imagine the heat that you feel from a fire yeah. and look forward to that. And I'm like, man, I'm already feeling like I'm on fire. I, <laughs> yeah, that's right. I don't need a, I don't need a thing like that, uh, <laughs> in my mind. So I, uh, yeah, I just, you know, I try to drink lots of water and there I, I was thinking about, was it yesterday? It popped in my head. I just imagined what is it going to be like when I can wear just jeans and like a vest and it's yep. kind of chilly out totally. and you know, I go outside and I smell someone in the distance has, right. has a fire going yeah. in and it does make you think it does make you think it's, uh, it does make you long for like, like the cold, like, yes. like winter. Yeah, it's exactly. so hot out there that my, my son is, uh, Sam is playing uh, freshman football, mm. uh, for Lone Star high school. Okay. And they have practices that started this week at 5 AM. Oh, yeah. And so that meant I had to get in there at 445 the past two mornings. <laughs> and, uh, the first morning, one of the coaches, I found out later it was one of the coaches, uh, had just done some running or something. And as I'm dropping Sam off at 445, this guy is, I mean, he is, I mean, sweat all over just pour, just they oh, had just man. worked out so hard it's 4 45 though so yeah. the coolest the coolest part of the day yeah uh and yet he oh, was man. uh i thought he was a you know a, you know maybe a an older student or, or something at first but found out he was a coach yeah uh, <laughs> but i was like dude that guy's working hard That's but it's, awesome. it's really hot yeah yeah it really is so, but that, that's all good. It's good. It's the summer and God yeah. made the summer. Sure. And he likes the summer. Absolutely. Uh, so anyways, yeah. So anything big going on with you, man? You, you had a good week so far. My so wife you- started work. Uh, yeah. My wife started work this week at, uh, Savannah elementary and, uh, my kids, at least one of them started uh, football. So yeah, that's right. The other what two were like, do? "What do we do?" Yeah, did you? Did they go with you to drop him off? And you guys? No, were like, it was well, just uh, like just me hours. and my, my dog Lucy. Lucy oh, heck and yeah. Lucy and I. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. She gets really excited. She's the only one that's super awake at oh, yeah, four thirty sure. in the morning. Oh, someone's showing me attention. I'm awake. Yeah, <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's right. That's good, man. Cool. Well, uh, yeah, well, why don't we dive into some of these questions from Sunday? Yeah. And thank you again for preaching, man. Uh, as always, just an excellent job. Thank you for serving our church. Um, and then a reminder for you guys, feel free yeah. to text in your sermon-related questions to 469-573-2920. And then it's here on this podcast that we get to uh, go through those and answer them. Mm. So here we go. Let's dive into these questions. So here's the first one. Why do Christians forget that God satisfies us with good so easily? Yeah, that's a good, uh, really good question. Um, Christians forget, not intentionally, uh, but because 
uh, we have forgetful hearts. Yeah. Uh, we don't have perfect hearts. So uh, sin weakens us. Sin mm-hmm. uh, causes us to forget. I think I said in the second sermon that uh, it's kind of like our souls or our hearts have uh, have a have a hole in the bucket, you know, and yeah. it just leaks. It's just constantly. Yeah. Uh, leaking, so we've got to we got to fill right. the bucket with truth, um, and otherwise, you know, it'll it'll go, it'll leak out. So uh, in in a, in a bad way. <laughs> uh, so I actually, look this up. Um, there's multiple places in the New Testament that the word reminder is is uh, is put in there. Uh, the Apostle Paul said, but on some points I've written to you very boldly by way of reminder mm. because of the grace given me by God. In fact, that's how he starts off the book of Romans saying, you know, essentially I can't wait to to come to you, to you saints who are in Rome and preach to you the gospel. Yeah. Now he's saying they're saints. They've, they've believed in Jesus. They are saints. Yeah. Uh, they have heard the gospel. The, the, the message went uh, prior to Paul arriving in Rome, the message had already shown up there yeah. and a church had already been planted. In fact, he was visiting Rome to go to Spain and, um, uh, but he's eager to preach the gospel to him. Yeah. And that should just remind us that, uh, we need to be stirred up. Yeah. We need to be reminded of the truth of who God is, yeah, the truth right. of who we are, the, the truth of, of our inadequacy apart from the cross. Uh, so in second Peter, Peter says the same thing. Uh, I think it right as long as I am in this body to stir you up by way of reminder. And then he says later in the same book, in both of them, I'm in both of his letters, I'm stirring up your sincere mind by way of reminder. So over and over again, we've got this idea that we need to be reminded. I need to remind myself. I need other people to remind me. I need to remind others. Uh, it's often not new information as much as we need to be reminded of old, old information. Yeah. Very few people are, are on Sunday learning new things. Some are, some are learning, the, are hearing things for the very first time yeah. and praise God whenever we, we're encountering truth for the very first time. Mm-hmm. But for a lot of us, uh, we are hearing something we heard in the past in a new way, in a yeah. fresh way. And we're being reminded and it's stirring up our faith. It's stirring up our affections. And so, uh, and, and we need that. And we, we will not grow like apart from that, yeah. that ministry of reminding, yeah. you know. That's good. I think that's a really great example too from Romans where you're talking about this idea that, you know, these people are already saved. They've heard and believed the gospel yet Paul uh, this great apostle, like this, this guy who is planting churches and just, you know, the, the expansion of the kingdom is really happening around, Mm -hmm. you know, God is really using this guy. Uh, and you know, you would think that maybe, you know, the Christians in Rome are just like, man, what Mm -hmm. amazing new things is he going to come and teach us? And they write someone who's like, Hey, I'm going to come and preach the gospel. I'm going to come preach about the cross and the resurrection. Exactly. And, uh, yeah, I think that's a great example of our need for reminder. That's good. That's really good. Absolutely. Well, question two is this, uh, you referenced Jude verses 17 through 23 on Sunday in wanting to help save others by snatching them away from hell's fire, how do you not offend someone with the gospel of Jesus if they are what Jude described as, quote, scoffers following their own ungodly passions? Or is it that Jesus may offend them, but we are called to tell them anyways? Yeah, that's a really great question because the idea there is uh, this person who's asking this question believes uh, 
that truth needs to be told. And, and in Jude, I'll just read it. Uh, Jude says, but you, beloved, the whole passage says, but you, beloved, building yourselves up in the most holy faith and praying in the Holy Spirit, keep yourselves in the love of God, waiting for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ that leads to eternal life and have mercy on those who doubt. Save others by snatching them out of the fire. To others show mercy with fear, hating even the garment stained by flesh. And so that's a, that is a, a radical sort of picture of a rescue mission. Here there are folks uh, being pulled into the world and, uh, and we are called to show mercy on those and save them uh, by, by literally snatching them out of the direction that they're going, snatching them out of the fire. And, and as you're doing so, being careful not to sort of be, be pulled in. So we're, we're called to even hate even the garment stained by the flesh. And by the flesh meaning um, the sinful flesh, the, the, the desires of the flesh, because mm-hmm. we're, not, we're susceptible to temptation, even as we're trying to call others away from worldliness or, or away from the direction that they're going. Um, and so, uh, so yeah, so how do you not offend somebody when you're on a rescue mission? The answer is it's very difficult not to, um, if I see a, uh, a, if I see my kid wander off, my kids are bigger now, but when, when they were little, if I see my kid wandering off into a, a busy street and there's a truck just just bearing down on them and just about to hit them. And I run and I push my kiddo out of the way of that truck. Um, in the moment that that kid gets pushed, uh, they're going to be offended, very mm-hmm. offended. What are you doing, dad? What are you, you know, wh- why are you pushing me out of the way? But that was, that's not based on knowledge. They're, they're not aware of the compassion in the moment because they're they're, they're aware that you just shoved me, you know? Um, and that's probably, that may be a a poor illustration, but essentially, uh, if you're aware of what you're walking into, of the trap that you're walking into, uh, into the fire, as it were, that you're walking into, that you're moving in that direction of destruction and of judgment, um, you wouldn't find it offensive, but the message of the gospel, um, it's important to understand that the message of the gospel is an offensive message, uh, but it doesn't have to be spoken with uh, with an intention to offend. We can speak the truth in love, and we're called to speak the truth in love. Jesus mm-hmm. spoke the truth in love, and yet he offended many because yeah. he spoke the truth. And yeah. when somebody doesn't want to hear the truth, they're going to be offended. In fact, Romans 9 says, Behold, I'm laying in Zion a stone of stumbling and a rock of offense. Yeah. And whoever believes in him will not be put to shame. So we've got this hope that if you believe that you will not be put to shame, but this is a rock of offense. Yeah. And there are people who you, you, as gently as you can, as compassionately as you can, as mercifully as you can, you present that rock in front of them, which is a rock of salvation. Mm-hmm. There are going to be people who stumble over that and are totally offended at you. Yeah. Uh, why did you lay that rock there? How could you say that Jesus is the only way? Yeah. How dare you confront me in in the direction that I'm going? And we can be tempted to be shamed uh, for believing the gospel. And that's why Romans 1 tells us, uh, I'm not ashamed of the gospel, yeah. for it is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes, to the Jew first 
and also to the Greek. We, we, we need to be aware that in the gospel is the only power for salvation. There is no power in a works-based uh, religion yeah. uh, as a way to get to God. And when we really grasp that, then we'll realize that everybody that is outside of Christ is in a powerless place. Mm-hmm. And despite how uh, how offensive we might be, um, and we'll never do it perfectly. If we wait until all the lights are green or the, our perception of, uh, of how we're being perceived by people that we're reaching out to is perfectly loving and perfectly compassionate. If we wait for that, it'll never happen yeah. because uh, the reality is it's impossible to love somebody well um, and not risk, yeah. uh, not risk something. Yeah. Uh, and and Jesus said said that if you follow me, uh, it, it, some people in the world are going to hate you. Yeah. Uh, right. And he he said that it's impossible to follow me and not be. Um, not be hated by some. That's never our intent. We never go out with the intention of being hated yeah. or any of that. But we follow mm-hmm. Jesus, and uh, and Jesus says, if if, uh, if if the master of the house is maligned, if the master of the house is is rejected, how much more the people who are in the house? Yeah. How much more the messengers? Um, yeah. And we're not greater than our teacher. You know, Jesus says, you're not, you're not greater than, than your teacher. And if they persecuted me, they're going to persecute you That's right. as well. So we're not, we're not trying. I mean, I, I've known Christians who, <laughs> who have worn that as a badge, like they want to get persecuted right. so that they can yeah. brag to other, you know, sure. believers, um, which is un- unhelpful uh, yeah. for sure. And I've unhealthy. probably been that guy <laughs> at some point, you know, in my life. <laughs> hey, I just got persecuted for the gospel uh, where I could have probably been a little bit more loving or patient or right. uh, slow to speak. But but the reality is, is that the words of the gospel, um, it's a rock of offense. And, yeah. and we're called uh, to share and to proclaim yeah. that... Uh, a message that is saving and offensive at the same time, yeah. loving and gracious, but it, it, uh, it, it, it confronts, it confronts us in our, our sin. Yeah. 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 I think practically, which that was super good, dude. I think another thing to consider practically is just this, it, it can be tempting to think that, uh, that it's only loving if the person I approach agrees that it's loving. Right. Um, whereas, you know, culture has a view of love that is different from a biblical and Christ-like view of what yeah. love is. Um, you know, just like we're talking about the gospel being this this stumbling block, or even as Paul says it in First Corinthians 1, he says, you know, the word of the cross is folly to those who are perishing. Right. But to us who mm-hmm. are being saved, it's the power of God, you know. And so understanding that the, the words of the gospel to those who are perishing is going to sound stupid. Yeah. And if not stupid, it might sound hateful. It might sound, you know, <laughs> I mean, I'm sure there's people today who would, who would try and argue that, you know, to try and, to try and correct someone's lifestyle like that, that's hate speech. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just the reality of where we're at in the world and stuff. And I don't think we need to go into situations like that, expecting the very worst of our culture or anything. Sure. Yeah. But understanding that, you know what, we're going to pray for the Holy Spirit to make this person alive with Christ, to, to, to give them a heart of flesh in that place of that, that heart of stone and replace, pl- replace their sinful nature with a new nature that's alive and able to love Christ and stuff. 
stuff. But I think the the primary responsible responsibility on mm-hmm. our our side is to is to bear the truth and yeah. and trust God and yeah. And I like how you kind of pointed out that there can sometimes be a temptation to seek out the resistance, to seek kind of the worst uh, response possible as though receiving persecution that we've looked for is is righteous or not. But I don't think that's right. the example of Paul who who said he was he's been persecuted more than anyone. Uh, yet, you know, in his example, he never went out looking for it. Yeah. Spoke of it when he had to. Right. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And if, and if Christ calls you to be, per, to, to experience persecution, we do embrace that and we trust, trust Christ in the middle of that. But yeah, I just think it's really helpful to understand that, you know, the truth of the gospel is fundamentally different than the truth of this age, the truth of the world, the, the wisdom, the wise people of our, of our world. Um, so but. Yeah, and I think it's important that that uh, we also see that the way that we go out uh, telling our friends, family, coworkers, the gospel is is in weakness. Like weakness yeah. is the way. Like That's some good. people think that uh, I'll be most effective in sharing uh, sharing the gospel, sharing my relationship with Christ uh, with my coworker in a place of, of strength. Uh, you know, so I got to work up, work up, you know, get myself into this place where I feel ready or I feel prepared or I feel like I've got all the answers or whatever it is. Um, uh, when in reality it's, it's weakness is the way. I mean, Paul said, if I may boast, I will boast of the things that show my weakness. Mm. And, uh, and when people see our, (laughs) when they really see, uh, our genuine, uh, in in a way, our weakness when we approach them, when we share the gospel with them, they see that they see our sincerity, and they see that it's not about our eloquence or our perfect yeah. uh, words of wisdom. It's it's about uh, our love for them, and they the, the gospel is demonstrated even as it's it's spoken, it's shown, um, and it's heard at the same yeah. time. And so, um, yeah, I'm I'm weary of times that I've, I can look back on times when I've shared the gospel and I've, uh, I, when I look back, the times that were most effective were times when I, I thought it went terrible. When I thought, oh man, mm-hmm. I totally messed that up or I flubbed that up or I couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't remember what I, what I, I couldn't remember the, that Bible verse or yeah. I couldn't, uh, or I just came across so scared, you mm. know, that you, oftentimes that's probably the biggest one. I came across so, so weak and I should have been just more bold and, and, uh, more passionate or more clear or whatever. Right. Uh, but there have been times when I, I was that way and it was it, in my perception, it was a little bit less effective. Yeah. Um, and I, I think that's not, I think that's by design. I think the Lord uses our weakness and we shouldn't run from that. We shouldn't run from our frailty. We should, really good. we should recognize this. Our weakness is sort of the open door uh, relationally with people. Yeah. It's to say, I, I love you and, and this is awkward, but can I share uh, what gives me hope? Can I yeah. share the gospel with you? Can I share uh, my relationship with Christ or what's, yeah. what's given me peace? There's a lot of ways to, to go about it, but right. I've never, I have never come to a place relationally where it's so, I've got such a relational connection with somebody that it, it removes all awkwardness of the conversation. Like it just doesn't happen. Uh, so sometimes I'll just lead out with that. Like, Hey, yeah. this is awkward, but can I share with you, uh, 
uh, what, you know, what, what's bringing me hope right now in my life or, yeah. uh, you know, what, what, uh, what gives me peace, uh, how, how Christ gives me peace. Um, yeah. So that's good. That's helpful, man. Okay. And our last question is this, how do we balance trusting in God while also taking responsibility for our own spiritual growth? Yeah. Um, man, that's a good question. Um, so when you see in Psalm 103, I kept saying 103, but it's actually 103. It's 103. Anyway, Psalm 103, (laughs) (laughs) bless the Lord, O my soul and all that is within me, bless his holy name. You do have David speaking to his own soul and saying that over and over again. And then uh, describing in great detail what his soul is supposed to be thinking about and gazing upon. So you've got this, this, this individual taking responsibility for his own soul. And in Jude, um, at the end of Jude, it talks about how the Lord keeps us. So he, he gives this kind of benedict, benediction blessing and he, and he mentions um, that it's the Lord who keeps us yeah. and will present us blameless with great joy bef- before him. And so the last thing we're supposed to think, be thinking about, according to Jude, is the reality that God is keeping us, that he found us, you know, right where we were running from him. He redeemed us. He renewed us by faith alone in the finished work of Jesus alone. And he is keeping us and he, he will be the one who presents us. He's the yeah. one who's going to get all the glory. Yeah. But just earlier, just a few verses before that, Jude does say, keep yourselves in the love of God. Mm. And so if you connect those two ideas, I think it's helpful to realize that the way that God is keeping us, one of the ways that he's keeping us is through his spirit at work in us and surrounded by the church and the Holy Spirit helping us, we are to take responsibility and keep ourselves and and do things, do the spiritual disciplines, pursue the Lord, uh, pray in faith, Mm -hmm. uh, read read the Bible, remind ourselves of truth, discover uh, what God is like through, through scripture. So there's, there's these disciplines, share, share the gospel with others. When we do these kinds of things, uh, we keep ourselves in the love of God. Our faith grows, our faith expands. Um, other people see our growth, yeah. um, that kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. That's good, man. Yeah. I mean that, that definitely ties in with just the disciplines of being engaged with your community of faith, even, um, and the idea of trusting God versus taking responsibility. I mean, we're even, you know, we were just talking about this idea of snatching others from the fire. So we wouldn't just leave them alone and say, I'm right. going to trust God with them. And that's certainly not what this person is asking about. How do we balance? But, um, you know, there, there can sometimes be this idea that in order to be really spiritual, I'm going to let go and let God that, that kind of phrase, that kind of thing. Yet we're called in scripture, like you've been saying that we're called to engage with the means of grace that God has called us to and has provided, um, you know, through his body, through, uh, the church. And, um, and I think that ties in really well Mm -hmm. with the fact that community groups are, are starting this week, this week as they, they started and, um, and I mean, that's just a huge part of our culture here at the church of just saying, hey, you can't do this alone. You need yeah, right. uh, the body of Christ. And uh, as Caleb always says, that that growing in that the, the Christian life is a is a community project. It's not yep. uh, it's not something on our own. I think he stole that from Paul Tripp. 
which is sure. fine. Yeah. It's a great yeah. place. It's, all, it's all been stolen. It's all, yeah, yeah. nothing new. Nothing Paul, new. Paul sure probably stole it from somebody. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Paul, if you're listening yeah, to this. Yeah, that's right. He's, he's on, the, on the phone with his lawyers or something. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, so community groups have yeah. started up, and uh, I'm, I'm really excited to, uh, to get to jump back in. Actually, you and I are in a group together. We are. That's yeah. really special. Yeah, that is um, special. <laughs> but, uh, part of the reason why we do these groups is we get to grow together. We live life together. We yeah. walk with one another. We, we know each other. I mean, yeah. I think that's one of the biggest things is being known yep. and knowing those around you. I mean, there's just, uh, definitely in our culture, a social media culture of you put your best foot forward. People only know the best things about you. Yep. But when you're walking in community, you can't help but share the the things you would tend to want to hide or the, right, the those right. weaknesses, those things right. that you're probably not announcing on social media. But to have a safe place of people who love you, who are walking with you and who are yep. committed together. Uh, to see you grow to be more like Christ is a perfect place to be. And so uh, just a yeah. reminder to everyone that community groups are open, they're starting, and yeah. signups are still open till the 22nd. So you can still right. sign up to be a part of a group, and we're really encouraging you to do that. Um, and if you're wanting more information, you can go to gracechurchfrisco.org slash small groups to read a little bit more about why we do groups. And there's even a cool little video up there to, to kind of help you understand and then information about specific groups. So yep. yeah, we're encouraging you guys to do that. And, uh, and re-engage is, start, uh, excuse me, re-engage is right. starting re-engage as well. Is starting yep. as well. Yeah. Our marriage, uh, groups, which is really good. Did you guys go through re-engage? We did. Yep. So did we. Yeah. It was just really fantastic. It's good stuff. And we we're also doing grief share. Um, are we still doing reframe? I think we're doing reframe. I don't know that. Uh, I think we are, but I'm not 100% on that. Okay. If you're interested in reframe. Bob is doing well, by the way. I is saw, he? I saw Bob the other day. Oh, yep, good. Pastor Bob. That's Bob, great. If you're listening. That's the main You're question. looking great. <laughs> Bob, you are looking so good. Yeah. And, and, uh, and Craig is back. Yes, he yeah. is. Yep. That's fantastic. If I was going to see him today, I didn't know if I'd see him or not. I was going to say something along the lines of, oh, you must be that new pastor they hired to replace the old one. <laughs> yeah, that other guy, he he went on sabbatical and he just never came back. So. That's right. <laughs> Glad you're back. Yes. Uh, Craig, yes. Good, to, good to have you back. And Bob, we're still praying for you uh, and looking forward to having yes. you at full strength as well. And uh, yeah, we're just, man, I'm, I'm excited about the fall. Yes. It's weird with school kicking off, but there's also new things kicking off here at church. Too, and we just started with uh, the rooted young adults group here at the church. Just Excellent. Kicked back off on uh, Friday night. Actually. Last we Friday, did, yeah, it was fun. Excellent. We did a little kickoff party. We walked down to Snow Cone Lady. We uh, fun. Got to hang out, played some games, ate some snacks and stuff. It was good. nice. There was chips and dip, and that changed my life. So. And not the snow so cone. Good. There wasn't chips and no, 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 no. Okay. Although Just I discovered sure. that she has a dill pickle flavored snow cone. Oh, seriously? Yeah, sounds disgusting. But I'm definitely going to try it next time. I, I need to <laughs> expand, you know, the flavors over there. But every time I go, I just always want to get the white Hawaiian. Have you tried I've that? Never had that. No, is it that is like so the coconutty kind of one? It's like a yeah, it's like coconut. Yeah, maybe that's the one Sarah got. I don't know. She got one and it tasted really good. And I asked the girl at the window. She's like, "Well, uh, you could try this or that, but I really like the." It was like a orange. uh, I don't know. Tiger's tiger's blood. No, 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 because. You know, I wasn't ready for all that adrenaline. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, it was it was basically like a, uh, 
Yeah. Like a dreamsicle kind of thing? Yeah, like a, yeah, yeah exactly. It was basically that. that sounds delicious. It was right fine. Now. It tasted exactly like that, but I was just hoping for something a little bit more. It will do, do the white Hawaiian next time. Yeah, I'll have Plus to do your that. mouth doesn't turn like a, like a, a different color. Uh, a weird it's color, completely yeah. white. You know, Perfect. It, it's it's the great. best. <laughs> it's the best. After a long day yeah. of just being out in the sun, ro- ro- roll through there and get a That's a what white I need Hawaiian. to do. Exactly. Yeah. I just need to take snow cones with see, me. That, see, I just gave you something that's actually that's really helpful good. for you. I like that. That's yeah, great. Don't, don't just stand there with the, imagine... You sticking know, my head in the freezer. That's not going to help because you can't do that. Unless per you, Caleb's uh, advice, pretend I'm right. on fire or something. <laughs> See, now it's in the Texas heat. Yeah, exactly. That's good. Cool. All right, man. Well, thank you for being on here. Thanks for taking the time out of your evening. And thanks again for preaching on Sunday. Really helpful Absolutely. and uh, just really great, man. So Absolutely. thanks for serving our church and thanks for being so cool. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I get that a lot. So uh, just I, I so you know, you I get so yeah, it's basically so you're meaningless welcome. hearing it from me. I'm just like, dude, come on, come up with a new. <laughs> a new uh, compliment. Well, uh, anyways, guys, thanks for listening again. As a reminder, you can text in your sermon-related questions to 469-573-2920, and we endeavor to uh, answer those here. We hope you have a great week. Bye-bye. Okay.